and he said thank you man for for motivating me and being there because i needed another voice and i think that's what people in this world they need they need to hear a voice from somebody who can say hey it's all right it's bad but it's, it's going to be all right tomorrow's a new day and we're going to we're going to move a little faster tomorrow we're going to take two steps instead of one going on family and welcome to another edition of the rise to it podcast your home for personal and professional development my name is jonathan hernandez aka the letter h and with us today we got our entire team we got all the boys we got mr dj sal cortez we got mr andre covington we got mr frankie leal what's going on what's going on bring them bring a february 1st y'all we're kicking off 2024 and speaking of kicking off man there were some kickers that missed some field goals (laughs) we got to talk about football right because this is taped prior to the super bowl dre we got to hear your picks, man. What were your thoughts about the game? I know Kansas City went hard against Buffalo, as they always do. That always seems like a Super Bowl in itself. Yes. What did you think about the playoffs thus far, man? Oh, it's what I said before the playoffs even started. I had the Ravens playing the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Mm. Those are my two teams. When it's all said and done, will be the last two ten standing now. Uh, when this air, we'll know for sure if those predictions came true or not. Yes. But um, I, I stand on that. I just, I just felt that. Those were the two best teams, and a lot of other teams, an experience that they had. And you look at the Niners, they're all in. They've spent all the money you could possibly spend. They've made a draft picks. They've, they've given up draft picks. They've made trades. And you look at the Ravens with Baltimore, you look at Jackson, he's like he's had to get that monkey off his back at some point, you know, and get to a point where, you know, he went through the contract deal, represented himself, didn't even have an agent. It was mother wow. and he were the ones who did his deal. And a lot of people gave him some credit, you know, bad talked about that, didn't give him credit for it, but he got a great deal. And now look at him, yeah. uh, the MVP caliber season, and now uh, they're right there where they should be. Detroit and San Francisco. Now, you predicted SF to be in the Super Bowl. Yes. Do you think the Lions could do it this season? Because they've been now. I know we're Raider fans, three out of the four. This guy right here is a winner right <laughs> the here. only he smart SF. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, three out of the four, I know we got a winner right here. But do you think Detroit has what it takes to push them to the Super Bowl this year? The only thing I worry about for the Niners that had trouble is that they're a physical team. Detroit Lions, they're fifth. Look at their coach. That guy looked like he'll slap his anybody in the family just at the dinner table for getting yeah. out of line. He's just that hard nosed guy. What do you say? We want to bite ankles or something? He was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was his mantra right and the player was like, "I want to bite an ankle." I was yeah. like, "You got your teammates that fired up." <laughs> I, I just think that he's a, a really good coach for that organization. They needed that. That's why they hadn't had that, and that's why they had all those years, decades mm. of just nothing. Uh, so yeah, I, I like where he's going. I, I like the Raiders next year with, with AP getting the head coaching mm, job too. Man. I think we'll have that same type of effect because it's leadership, man. It really mm-hmm. comes down to who is leading you and are they able to get the best out of you. I just think the Niners will have too much for them when it's all said and done and they'll just they'll get them at the end. That's right. I know DJ Sal, my brother from another mother, also part of the Raider Nation. Yes, sir. What would you think about that AP 
now making it permanent, the full-time. He went from the adjunct to the full-time. What do you think about that permanent hire for Raider Nation? Oh, man, I got on the hype beast early, dude. When when yeah. he came in and just brought that fire to the locker room and you saw the, the players rally behind him, like they believe in his leadership and what he's doing out there. And that in itself, uh, you know, it, it, it's that whole team mentality now. They're all working for each other. And, you know, with the, the coach previously, it was just like, Everybody felt like they were kind of on an island on their own, and AP came in, and now they, they're a whole unit, offensive and defensive, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're playing off each other, and it only got stronger and stronger. I know there was some L's in there, but there was a lot of silver streaks in all of those games. Yeah. Well, you think about this, at this point on it, he was an undrafted player. Mm-hmm. And that I means he had to come in with no hype, no fanfare. And he went all the way up to a starter, a pro bowler, a guy who got respect in the league. And he wasn't a Hall of Famer, but he was a winner. And mm-hmm. he, he played hard. So he's going to know every player and how position you have to be in. Because he saw the, the number one draft pick that b- turned into a bust. Yeah. He saw the number one draft pick to turn into a Hall of Famer. So mm-hmm. he gonna, he's going to know what to look for in that heart of a player. And he also mm-hmm. know that undrafted player got some dog in him mm-hmm. like he had because right. there's some undrafted guys who've gone on to become Hall of Famers and someone had to see that in him and say wow that guy he's special we got to hold on to him even though we didn't draft him we're lucky to have him absolutely, absolutely. AP I think is great for the culture he's a great leader and it was great to see other all-stars vouch for him like Max Crosby my boy I love that guy that guy yeah. plays hard every single down he's like if he ain't coming back now my career is questionable. Maybe I need to dip out. And so that loyalty that they had there, the vibes, the vibes that AP brings, I think is second to none. And if it's Raider Nation, he'd be driving his Impala. I don't know if you see it. His oh, Impala yeah. to the oh, games. Yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah. so there we go, man. But the problem he might run into is like, okay, he's not too far removed from being a player. He's a young head he's coach. Young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you can make a mistake of being too friendly. Mm-hmm. So now he's got the permanent job. So now I'm not your friend. I'm your head coach. So like the guys are calling, hey, what's up, AP? He's going to be like, whoa, coach. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's that could drive a wedge sometimes because the player's going to have to distinctly do that because uh, Coach Prime had that problem when he became a head coach. Yes. All the reporters were like, hey, Prime. He was like, hold on. Mm-hmm. I'm coach. Yes. Like, you don't call Nick Saban and those other guys. You don't call them, hey, Nick. So don't do that to me. <laughs> Very true. And that's where he's going to have to work to make sure that the players respect him and don't come in, buddy, buddy, high five that's and right. slap him on the butt. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, my dude? Mm. What's up, other words? You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's got to, like, okay, that's, that, has, that can happen because of the level he's at now. Absolutely. If you haven't checked out, this for our viewers, but everybody at the table, if you haven't checked out Prime, he has a special on Amazon Prime, fittingly. And so yeah. it shows the behind the scenes of everything from his uh, HBCU college experience all the way into what he's doing right now at Colorado. Do not count that guy out. I know they had a four, what, an eight record. Guaranteed, my boy's coming hard for 2024 this season. I expect him to do some big things, man. That recruiting is going to be serious. Yeah, yeah that and, portal. And his son recorded all that. His son oh, runs that whole production right. company. Yeah. His son is behind us. So he has learned how to incorporate all his family into working members. His right. sons are playing. That's his right. daughters are playing <laughs> basketball. Right. His son is like head of the uh, the whole recording uh, production team. So I guess your kids out your pocket. 
Absolutely. You know, your kids Absolutely. are now earning instead of begging. That's, That's a right. whole big deal right there. That's right. Frankie's the only non-Raider Nation part right. of this uh, group That's right here. That's why we let you talk last. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> what are the vibes? <laughs> what are the vibes being a winner? I really don't even watch football as much as you guys do, man. Like, I'm not saying you guys are not busy. I mean, you guys are just as busy as I am, but I just don't. I don't follow it as much, so. I can't speak on the football game too much right, right now. We're gonna have to. He's gonna have to become a Raider. That's, yeah, that's what I've been working. I haven't caught a playoff game yet because I've been working. I just try to catch up on the highlights right. afterwards yeah. or yeah. conversations. What like I this. do, I record a lot of the games, and if you have your DVR, uh-huh. is a, has a thirty second fast forward. So when they run a play, mm. you hit because the play is thirty five seconds in between each play. So you hit the the fast forward and it goes right next to you know, they're under center oh, and it's the next play. Yeah. I shave about an hour plus <laughs> yeah, off good. the game. Because so I cool. go straight through halftime. I don't watch none of that. Cause all the you know procrastinators and yeah. the, you know guys these are prediction stars. They they miss it all. So I go right through that. All the commercials I go right through. So I, I it takes me like an hour to watch a whole game. So you never watch the game when it's actually on? No, you, you'll go back later. I go, I go back. I always, oh. like, even if I'm home and the game is on, wow. I'll go knock out something I need to do. Like if I got a writing assignment or something, yeah. I'll go do that. But you can't answer your phone. You can't look at your yeah, phone because yeah. all your friends like <laughs> this one right here, yeah, Doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey. Right yeah. Can you believe we won? <laughs> so if I see his name pop up, I don't yeah. even look at it right away. Yeah. So no dis, Doc. Yeah, I'm just that's you, why I don't hit you back right away because I haven't even seen it yet. For sure, not on your phone. For sure. Dre, you said a name, man, and we're going to miss him. We're going to miss him in the college football culture because he really was the king at coaching. Nick Saban at Alabama uh, University, the leader that he was, intensity, um, success, the drive that boy had. What are some words that you have like for Nick Saban to describe the viewers? So they need to Google Nick Saban, but what are some words that you would use to describe who he is, who he was mm-hmm. as a head coach at Alabama University? He was a winner. And he was uh, he was stern, but he was disciplined, you know. And he look how many guys he sent to the league. You talk about his career. He was at LSU, and he won a national championship at LSU. And I have a buddy who's a die. He's from New he's from New Orleans, so he loves LSU. And then they didn't win the next year, and he goes, "We got to get rid of him." This is what my friends said me. We got to get rid of him. I said, "Dude, if you get rid of him, you better hope he doesn't stand in the SEC." And what did he do? He went to Alabama. Yep. <laughs> How many did he went over there? Five, six? I mean, I he just even know, started man. dominating. Yeah. And, and of course, LSU, I think they got one more, maybe. I'm not maybe. even mistaken. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's just a winner, man. And, uh, yeah, you got to respect that. Nick Saban. And this is actually today's episode. We're going to be talking about vibes. So, AP bringing that vibe. Nick Saban bringing the vibe. Deion Sanders, primetime, bringing the vibe to Colorado, doing it his way. But also understanding that the culture needs to change and other people kind of need to adopt those principles, right? those mm. standards. And so Celeste, actually, Celeste behind the camera today, last episode, she's like, we need to have an episode talking about frequency, like people's energy. Mm. What are they bringing to the table? So shout out to Celeste, Mrs. Liao, the hey, big boss right hey, here, yeah. right? right? Um, we're actually going to take a, a few seconds to check out Nick Saban. He was doing a press conference, and he has a greatest hit. So if you haven't checked him out, he's an extremely motivational person, head coach. But we're going to check out a clip right here, right now. To be able to communicate with other people, and you have to work with other people. And you can never have any team chemistry for this reason. Mediocre people don't like high achievers, and high achievers don't like mediocre people. So if everybody doesn't buy into the same principles and values of the organization and the same high standard, you're never going to be successful. 
Just like our spring practice right now. You know what my goal with spring practice is? Get the right guys on the bus, get them in the right seats, and get the wrong guys off the bus. So one of these days, you're going to be working in an organization, and somebody's going to try to do that to you. So which one of those people do you want to be? Do you want to be somebody they're trying to get off the bus because you're satisfied with mediocre performance? Because you can never have any team chemistry in your organization if everybody's not committed to the same standard and the same things. All right, that was great. That's why he's the, the GOAT right now, and hopefully primetime could, could ease his way in there. But mediocre people don't like high achievers. High achievers don't like mediocre people. Now, a lot of the mantras out there like stay positive, which I actually use, I adopted in my class for a long time until recently because there is a thing called toxic positivity. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but some of my students, this gets a little bit more serious. Some of my students that struggle with things like clinical depression, it's easy for me to tell them, hey, just stay positive. You can do it. You're good. But they're like, Dr. H, like I'm struggling. Like every other day is a battle. And so even though I can't fathom what that is, that experience is like, I've changed that. I go, try your best to stay positive. Like try your best to, you know, to, to do better every day. But that mediocrity that Nick Saban talks about, like there's a standard, right? And so I try to set a standard in my class. And I know you guys try to set a standard for who you hang around with. Because, again, the mantras, good vibes only, is something I used to say also until I saw it on a fourth grade. I lived by an elementary school. And I saw it in an elementary school kid. She was walking home, and I seen it on her shirt. And I was like, I probably need to think deeper as a professor than just put that <laughs> out there, right? Like good vibes only. Because guess what? Not all the time. There are good vibes, right? We've all experienced death at this table within our family, um, things at our job, things within our family. Not everything's going to be smooth. So that's why I love how Nick Saban's actually not smooth. He's not nice a lot of the time. And this comes back to our last episode, the nice versus good. He is a good man from what I hear. So how have you guys checked your vibes or check the vibes around you to surround yourself with some winners. So, Sal, I'm going to start with you. And this is kind of like a part two from yeah. last, you know, last right. time. Of carry like, over. Wow. Yeah. Like, I'm really hanging around a different set of group <laughs> groups are here. But we all kind of click on a certain level, mm. you know. So, Sal, I'm going to start with you. And I know, Dre, we talked about a, a friend that... That I really dig of yours, man. Every time he's at the house, I'm at the crib, he shows up, and I'm like, this dude is cool. Sal, <laughs> so, what about you, man? Like, the vibes that you're creating, what have you noticed about that? What has changed over the years with Bliss Entertainment, maybe rise to it personally? Talk to us. You know, it's been organic now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, the circles that I have now versus circles I had 10 years ago and even five years before that. Um, I feel like commonalities we all progress well most of us right progress we're all forward thinking forward looking and uh always trying to be better right you know you what does that saying say you know better you do better and i think that's true even with the people that you hang out with and as you progress and grow i think you start recognizing those the mediocrity and the thoughts of others and the way they handle situations or whatnot and eventually when you have those friends, you're trying to encourage them to, you know, walk the same path or continue growth. And sometimes you see people that just aren't interested in it at all. And those are the ones that, like I just said in the beginning, it, it, they organically kind of get left behind. Cause I can think of, I won't say names, but there's some people that I don't really, I'm still cool with them. I still know them, but they've turned into more of acquaintances than those that are in the circle now. 
which is wild, but it's not like a, for me, it was never just a cold, you know, it, it just kind of happened that way. And it, I think people grow in different directions, but, um, I feel like the older I get, the more aware I am of people's um, morals and the decisions that they make. And it's just me growing in that direction where those are the people I'd rather be around. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pick on you from last episode. I don't want a direct quote from you, so make sure to check out the episode. Um, Sal says something to the fact where he goes, there's nice and good. Actually, I'd rather be around good people. The nice people. Absolutely. I'd rather be around those hustlers that I understand, hey, they cut me short in a conversation. I could be disrespected or understand that they're really busy and they're handling their, we'll put in the blank right there because right. I think last time we, we put the brakes on that, but they are really handling business at a high level. And so when we're alert enough and we're aware to understand like they got something special, mm -hmm. I shouldn't take that personally because this is who they are as a business woman or a businessman. I thought that was really, really critical to what I do daily now because again everybody I was like I want to just surround myself with positive vibes but what I realized the smile and the laughter is not getting work done sometimes sometimes you do need a Nick Saban or you do need mm -hmm. a prime time you do mm -hmm. need a coach mm -hmm. and so I'm all about cheerleading I cheer all my students on but I'd rather be a coach to be honest with you you know I'd rather show them some ways and rather have some chuckles and laughs I'm like yo I'm not a professional comedian but we do have an international stand-up comedian right. on our team if you want to go that route who's also going to kick some knowledge too. So I thought that was really, really critical in the last episode, and I wanted to bring it back because it really ties in, right? It connects and intersects with vibes. You have a friend, man. What's his name again? Dixie. Dixie, man. It's Shout my, out to Dixie. my dude, man, yeah. Talk about those vibes, Dre, because your friends are very similar. We actually have a lot of friends, so when I leak, oh, man, what's up? But they're all kind of different but all kind of the same genuine vibe. Talk about that. Yeah, one thing about me, um, when people say, I don't like him or her, I say, why? Because he always does that. And they'll, they'll point to something. I go, I look at that, I go, okay. That means that they're pretty much consistently who they are. That's who they are. I, I get leery of people who change every time you come around them. Like, they're different. Like, they're just they're just different. They're like you get a different vibe. With Dixie, I, I I know I know who he is. He tells you who he is, and I got friends like that. Some of my closest friends are people like that, and I I think that's something that because that's how I am. People know me, and I'm kind of the, I'm the same dude every time you meet me. I, I, I you never someone told me to say you're just that guy, man. You're the same dude. Cat Williams, who's been in the news a lot lately, once called mm -hmm. my radio station, which he hardly ever calls radio stations, out of the blue, not even announced. I had no warning. He called me on the phone and said, I want to get on air. And then he said, um, I just want everybody to know that Andre's a real dude. You got a mm -hmm. real one. So when people do that, let you know who you are. So a guy like Dixie, who's not perfect, has flaws and will tell you I have flaws, mm -hmm. but they're also someone who you can count on in a pinch. Right. And they'll be there if you need them, and there will be no excuses. They will drop what they're doing. It's hard to find people in your corner who drop what they're doing. Now, if you're in trouble, they don't want to know why, because that takes time. They're there. Now, afterwards, they may say, so what was that all about? 
You know, yeah, then you go, hey, this happened. One. And then they can <laughs> chastise you. Like, hey, man, stop getting into those situations. I, don't, yeah. I was with my family. I had to run over here and help yeah. you beat up this dude or whatever. I'm not endorsing <laughs> violence, by the way. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you just need yeah. people who are going to be there because that's how I am. You need me in a pinch, I'm going to be there. That's right. So um, I, you know, that's what I look for. And that whole vibe thing, like like Coach Saban had said, you know, uh, that on the get off, off the bus and, you know, mediocre people – you know, you, you're going to look back in your life and you're going to see times when you were around those people who were underachievers and mm-hmm. you're going to look at that and you're going to like, man, I was flatlining right then. Mm-hmm. But that's time in my life. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. I was just, oh, I was either partying, I was uh, hanging out, chasing girl, whatever you were doing, you were doing it with underachievers. Mm-hmm. Look back over your life. Mm-hmm. And it'll, you'll, it'll, it's, I, I look back now, there were times in my comedy career when I was in Los Angeles, I would, I would be around people who are high achievers, but then I would see the underachievers were having way more fun. So I would lean to go hang out with them because they were having fun. Because the overachievers, fun was the last thing that they were worried about. Mm-hmm. Fun is like, hey, I'll, give, I'll get to the fun when the work is done, hey, that's a T-shirt right hey. there. Hey, hey, hey! hey. <laughs> Say it one more time. I'll get to the fun when the work is uh, done. There we go. Hey, I like that, man. And that's what the overachievers want to do. They want to get the work done. Right. Mm-hmm. And then once the work is done, let's celebrate. Mm-hmm. Underachievers want to celebrate through the whole process. Yeah, they want to celebrate accomplishments, not just. For no reason. Exactly. Right. right. And then, they're, then they're, they're nine years finishing college. You know, they're 15 years getting that promotion where someone comes in and gets it in three. All those things works for the underachiever in that manner. It, it stretches you out. It takes longer. And sometimes you don't even get it because too many overachievers have filled those positions, mm-hmm. and they're off and running. Let's go. Hey, we're going to yeah. have to cash app or Venmo at the end of this <laughs> one, all right? That, so, nuggets, that, that makes me think of a, a – I heard somebody else talk about achievements, right? And they were like, people celebrate birthdays, and it's like, well, everybody has a birthday. There's no, yeah. there's no accomplishment for a birthday. It's just a day that passes by on the calendar. And people won't like that because people like to celebrate their birthdays, right? But uh, I heard somebody, they had posed, what if we only celebrated accomplishments – milestones graduating you know everything from from high school to college to employment to uh, promotions everything in life and your age would be your accomplishments so somebody could be a two and somebody could be a hundred think about that right that's big that'd be crazy so that that just made me think about that and and then also the vibes and everything i i I hung out took a road trip with uh, a friend of mine this kid is one of the most motivated go-getters, put himself through film school, everything. He's mm-hmm. 24 years old. I met him when he was 17. He, I remember he, you talking to him about Yeah, that. and he, he was a roadie, and now he's actually producing videos. He flies out to Mexico, and he's doing, for, for big artists, he'll go follow them and, and do a mini docuseries on their tour. Oh, cool. So he's doing that. But I hung out with him the other day. He's 24. Who's he working with? I'm just curious. Do you know? Um, I couldn't tell you the names. I, I could pull it up. But he, the stage and everything that he was showing me, it's uh-huh. it's big. It's mm-hmm. big. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the concerts they just did was in SoFi Stadium. Is he working he, with Jason Derulo by chance or no? No, it's all okay. Latin artists. Oh, okay. It's you. all Latin okay. artists. Um, but at the same time, I had lunch the next day with a good friend of mine, Davey. And Davey's 54. Mm-hmm. 
So 30 year difference, but the vibe is the same. The consistency is the same. So for yeah. sure. Yeah. It doesn't matter the age. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I was looking. I was trying to find this. Davey's meme. twenty four, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, twenty four. Uh, I love Davey, man. Sometimes yeah, you feel like you're around like a kid. I'm like, we all should be kids. I think he said that at a conference, Dre. It's like we lose sight of being a kid mm-hmm. because life throws all these curveballs at us, and we get stressed, and we have the anxiety and depression. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And it's like you said something. I was like, yep, there it is. Like, well, yeah, the consistency. Let's go back to being like, a kid, man. Yeah, yeah, like the consistency. Said when Dre said, "I am who I am," mm-hmm. and when I met Davey originally, I was like, "Is this guy for real?" Yeah, like. Right. Because his personality that. was so strong, I thought it was just a front that he carried over from the radio and mm-hmm, he did a, mm-hmm. a dance show for everybody. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it on. no matter what. Yeah, yeah. So p- people that, that do that are the ones genuinely you can, you can hang out with because you know who they are. Yeah, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a pull for me. That pulls me in, that, mm-hmm. that type of spirit. I mean, and H, is, he has that, you know. Mm-hmm. He's... Straightforward. He's about his business. Yes, sir. Know? And it's nothing like he if he says, "Hey, I got this going on," and he follows up and he's, he he crosses all his t's and dots. All this, I, I'm attracted to that. Yeah. Because that's not my strong point. Tenacious so, too. Th- yeah. So they say, mm-hmm. "Hey, whatever's your weak point, surround yourself with people that's their strong point." Because mm-hmm. I have my strong points, and maybe that's their weak points, and they're looking at me like, "Okay." And I think I know that's what happens. People call on me because oh, he's good at this, this, and that. And they're like, okay, yo, he'll be ten minutes late, but he's gonna be there. <laughs> and when he gets there, he's gonna he's coming he's in like on. he's yeah. focused, he's mm-hmm. ready. I'm coming in hot, mm-hmm. like yeah. so. That's my whole thing, and I know what my my weaknesses are. And I, you know, it's a work in progress. And I'm not the person that I'm. Oh no, I have no weaknesses. I'm not attracted to people like that. You have no flaws. That's the thing I want to know about the person I first meet him. What are your flaws? Yes. And if you say, ah, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm pretty good at everything. Mm-hmm. It's a turn off, yeah. man. All right. Hey, I don't know off. if you got in my brain right now, but I had lunch with the, you know, some people, and and uh, it actually had to do with rise to it. And that's one of the questions. I go, what are your, your weaknesses as a company? And when I hear somebody say nothing. I'm pretty much done mm, yeah. talking to that person. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, it's we could be friends from a distance, but if we're going to be doing this, I surround myself with men and women mm-hmm. that are going to be, oh, man, I should really get into this. I'm, uh, me and Celeste were just having a conversation about being in front of a camera. Yeah. And so I, I knew that was my weak spot. And so people are like, well, then get in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. But people in front of a camera, like news reporters, are nervous being in front of people. <laughs> right? So crazy? It, yeah. it's, it's crazy how we all can admit that. But some people are just like, no, I don't need any. I got it like that. And I'm like, okay, we'll suit yourself. How you can know? Mark Cuban, Cuban mm-hmm. bill, multi-billionaire, mm-hmm. owns multiple companies, how can he say, I have my flaws? How can that guy, and I've heard right. him say that. Yeah. Yes. And how can some guy who has one company... Yeah. Worth about twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> go, you know, I don't have any flaws. Yeah, right? yeah. Everything's flowing along. Like, really, true. bro? There's Man. a billionaire who says Facts. I have many flaws. That's why I put people in place yes. to hide that and to cover that and to protect me. Mm. That's why I'm successful. And you heard what he just did. He had, uh, I think he uh, sold some stock in a company and gave like fifty three million to his employees. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just that. spread it out amongst his employees because yeah. he goes, hey, the reason why I got that is because of them. That's cool. Mm, that's awesome, man. That's he cool. really does. That's one cat I really yeah. want. I'm a big fan of Shark Tank and Mark Cuban, man. He he, and all the sharks, really. Mr. Wonderful, I know he plays a character because I've also seen him on interviews, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that, that boy's real. Like, he'll start talking about his mother. He gets emotional. So I know what he's doing. He's like that Simon Cowell. He plays mm-hmm. a certain character, but he's all about his business. But they all pick on their own flaws. They're all self-aware to say, even though we're the sharks, quote-unquote, yeah. 
we still have a lot of learning to do. And they'll even tell other people, like, you got what it takes way more in advance than I did at that age or whatever it is. So I was actually looking for a meme um, that one of my students sent me, and we go back and forth. And it really, I couldn't find it right now, but it was to the fact of if you're not surrounding yourself with people that tell you no, maybe you should start surrounding yourself with people that disagree with you respectfully too because your mindset you shouldn't agree with all your friends I tell my students that you shouldn't agree with me even though I'm the professor I want you to disagree with me Celeste we've had talks where we disagree Frankie for the betterment of the team like I, what about this what about this have you thought about this idea H Sal Dre we're always open to hear that and so that's where that's why I love this conversation because if you're just hanging around people that are yes men or women you're going to be in that mediocre group that Dre was talking about for the rest of your natural life. Same. <laughs> right? so, Frankie, talk yeah. about it. I've seen the growth. We've seen the growth. Now, if you look at the episodes in season one to now, it's complete full-on growth, y'all. It's complete, like, my man took his Flintstone vitamins. He's, he's <laughs> yeah, looking good, yeah. man. Like, why <laughs> you got those muscles, baby, right? That's like, me. there's so much growth yeah. in really not a lot of time, dude. So... How have you seen in your classroom? We were just talking about your classes and going yeah. into this semester. You're like, I'm good. And you could see it and you could feel it on you. How have right. you had that growth? What are the vibes in your class now as a seasoned teacher, mm -hmm. educator? It's just being um, like being comfortable, like being uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like stepping out of your comfort zone to do something because, you know, if we want to be like overachievers. You got to go through that. You got to you know be uncomfortable at times and stuff like that the positive vibes like everyone like I, I agree with what all you guys are saying as far as surrounding yourselves with with people with with good vibes because I do feel like it is contagious you know what I'm saying like when you do surround yourselves with people that are doing good things it just kind of like you kind of get inspired by what they're doing mm -hmm. and you automatically start doing good things yourself and that and before you know it you're 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 doing things right so it happened for me, like, naturally as well, where at first, like, even when I was in school, I was hanging out with people that um, maybe, like, w with the wrong crowds, if you will, mm -hmm. you know, and um, they were having the fun, like what you guys mm -hmm. were saying. They were having more fun, and that's why I was hanging out with them. But I did, like, one day I just, <clears throat> I realized that, hey, man, like, these guys, like, if I continue hanging out with this group, I'm going to end up here, you know. So um, I made a decision, and um, I started hanging out with a different group of people, and I feel like naturally that's just been who, who I was inside, though. I like what you said, Dre, right now about being the overachievers, like, celebrate, like, let's have fun once mm -hmm. the work is done. Um, but one thing that I just realized when you're saying that is with overachievers, the process is, like, almost like the fun part. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, the work <laughs> is the fun, yeah. The yeah. work is the fun, and that's why I think overachievers are always working so hard because they actually enjoy working, right? Um, so... I just, yeah, when you said that, I thought, well, that makes a lot of sense, you know? It's so. the other people's fun that are around you. They want to go, hey, let's go do it. You're like, okay, yeah. yeah. So when we get done with this, yeah. right. we're going to go do all that. All right. that stuff you guys want to go do, we're going to go do that. But we got to knock this out. And that's what the overachiever yeah. is constantly telling the room <laughs> of underachievers who exactly. are ready to go. That's, yeah. that, that's that part. So. Yeah. No, I think with overachievers, the vibes that they create, and this goes with hand in hand with everybody's conversation right now, it is a different mindset. Mm -hmm. There's some overachievers that are going to be too much for certain people. But when you look at their track record, they're on a high achieving track record. Mm -hmm. And you've seen the consistency that they have. And so I can only speak for myself because every one of you and Celeste and Erica that's not here, 
extremely high achievers. I don't find joy where a lot of, a lot of other people will find joy. And that sounds kind of sad, <laughs> sad right now, like kind of dark. But I find joy for those limited amounts of time. And then it's back to work. And so maybe that's something that I need to work on because I'm like, people are, man, relax, bro. Have fun. Like you got, you did this, you did this. And I'm like, tomorrow it's back to work. It's back to that grind. So I don't know if you guys remember this. It was like a commercial in the nineties when the Cowboys, Hey, shout out to the Cowboys, but y'all, it's been since the nineties. It's, it's been a hot minute. Been there minute. used to be a commercial with Emmett Smith and he was lifting weights and he goes, I want a Super Bowl now. I want a Super Bowl. So I'm feeling pretty good. I'm going to take a rest. And he's hitting those weights hard, and he puts it on his chest, and he waits for about three seconds. Mm-hmm. He goes, good, I rest it. Boom, it goes back to work. And I was yeah. like, that's why, yo, I'm not a hater. I'm a Raider <laughs> fan, but I'm not a hater. Emmett, Swiss, Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin, I mean, that was a that team, was, right that was a team yeah, man, was of a the team. 90s. And so you saw that, and that's going to be maybe a foreign language for certain people. Of like, man, can't you just relax? Well, our relax is when we get to the finish line, mm-hmm. and then there's another track Right Me to go. That, I was yeah. like, let's do another one, right? Drake could have easily, when I saw him for the first time, throw in the towel, call it quits, a two-finger spread, when it was 15000 in front of Samart Center opening up for George Lopez. Me and my dad been a fan of you before we became friends. You could have easily said, there's no other comedian, respectfully, there's no other comedian doing this in Central Valley. It's been a nice run. But then I saw you on the stage a few weeks later, right? So... How do you guys adopt that hustle? Because that hustle is really for the VIPs and not everyone's going to get it. And that's okay. And I've come to the realization too, the good vibes around me are the conversations regarding mental health. Mm. Hey man, checking in. We do this often. Hey, checking in, man. What's going on? What's in your life? What's going on? Shout out to Gustavo Enriquez, my brother from another mother. That's like one of my best friends. Gustavo, we're always checking each other. Like, hey man, how's the mental going? Right? How's that going? My man D-Rod, he's in Sacktown right now. And I'm uh, real proud of him. He's working for Apple. I worked his way up, man. He's, I'm working on myself right now. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. we're unafraid to have those conversations. Yeah. Not a lot of guys going to, oh, man, that's kind of weird. In my mind, I'm like, it's kind of weird. You're still in the same position, <laughs> right? There yeah. should be some growth. So have you, have you seen some growth, Dre, Frankie, and Sal, over the years, surrounding yourself with, yeah, positive vibes, but also vibes that make you hungry as an individual, yeah, there's, I mean, you, you talked about the George Lopez. I mean, for me, I want to be at the St. Mars Center in front of 15,000 people on Andre Covington's show. Mm. So that's what, I, you know, you can say I was on the show, but that was his show. And, I, you know, I, I did well on that, on that particular show, but that's still his show. He's the draw. So what pushes me, because a week later, I was at a comedy club in front of 75 people. You know, mm-hmm. working on some new materials, some new jokes. So to take that to the next venue of fifteen, five thousand people. And it only happens when you put the work. I was just last week I was in Hawaii, laying on the beach, yeah. thinking about bits from our morning radio show. Laying on the beach in Hawaii. Like my wife's like, What are you doing? I said, I have this great bit. What do you think? She goes, You thinking about that? I'm like, ah, I'm just, like we're just laying on the kids running in the water, having a good time. But my mind was going there. Mm-hmm. It's a never ending process. I'm sure you we all are thinking about how we can make our product better. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and Frankie, I will say, you know, one thing about uh, being uncomfortable is realizing that everyone it's uncomfortable. 
and you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. And when you're able to do that, because guess what? If we had to go right now and you took us to an event and said, hey, man, I want you to work this camera over here and work this board. We, nope. We would go, <laughs> nope. hold on a second, yeah, yeah. man. We're, we're, we'd be calling you every two minutes. Hey, Rick, and you'd come over yeah. and you'd have patience with us. And you'd be like, all right, man, do it like this. And you'd be like, uh -huh. all right, let me show you one more time. you probably have to show me five more times, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I'd be a little nervous mm -hmm. because I wouldn't be as familiar but yeah. I would come to a point, and this is just, I know how I am, I would get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That helps me make less mistakes. Right. I'm going to make a couple, but instead of making 10, I'm only going to make two. So that's mm -hmm. going to make your job easier to only correct me twice as it corrected me 10 times. If I take a deep breath and just, okay, just breathe, Dre. You can get through this. You're with a professional. He's going to tell you what to do. Yeah. So that's what, what drives me is uh, just being sometimes in, put into situations like when I have to go and do comedy in front of kids. Mm. You know, I'm used to doing adults. And then H well, will say, hey, man, like, you know, we got some eight-year-olds who want you to go out there and be funny. Like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll come up with something. You know, it's just, I, I know I'm going to be uncomfortable, but in my mind, that's how people develop anxieties and nervousness conditions because you allow yourself, you allow the event to be bigger than it is before you get there. Mm -hmm. Already in your build mind, this is too big for me. Whereas you just go and you go, I bring a certain skill set. I'm going to do that. If it don't work out, it, okay, I'll learn from it. I'll move on. Mm -hmm. the vibes are real. I mean, I look at some of the, the celebrities. And Dre, you're around all these different celebrities all the time. Who do you, over the years, like when I say vibes, when we say vibes, when we talk about vibes, and I think Celeste says something to the fact when we were starting to work together, she goes, creative people need to create. Yeah, like there is kind of no timeout. So shout out to that. She said this. I always remember that because I think she was talking mm -hmm. to, you know, the hubby right here. Yeah. She's like, they're really. He's always working and he's always on his computer. Like, babe, what are you doing? And she's, you know, but she's yeah. like, creatives always need to create. Who, in your opinion, over the years, those vibes just impressed you? Maybe not the best acting skills, but you're like, they got that if factor. Like their vibes are genuine. Like I feel that. Who do you sticks out? Oh man, they just got mm. good vibes for me. <laughs> I. I I know so many of them because that's why I get torn in these type of situations. Because look, okay, we had Cat Williams broke the internet for yes. 50 million views talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and on my, my Facebook page, Andre Covington and Facebook, I got Cat, a, a picture of me and Cat Williams. Mm -hmm. I got a picture of me as Cedric Entertainer. I got a picture of me mm -hmm. at D.L. Hughley. Mm -hmm. I got a picture of me at Dave Chappelle. All the people that he was talking about like <laughs> our friends like people i i can i truly admire and have had spent time with them so it was and, and cat williams who was just in fresno and i hung out with him on new year's eve we did the toast a countdown you know yeah. and he was extremely generous to me and my family let i had i had eight people with me he let us all into his dressing room you know he's wow. just he's he is really inspired that show he is a genuine person right like, I, and he's got flaws, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but he, I've seen him give away tens of thousands of dollars. I've seen him give away money to people who just, he just met. So he's truly genuine. People who are in a business, I, I, Steve Harvey, who he really went after. Yeah. Nothing was... but, but gracious to me in the times when we, the, the few times that we've, I've been in his presence, he's been so gracious to me. He, he took me, I went to a party that he was throwing, a rap party, and he took me back. He saw me, gave me a hug, and I had only worked with him twice before that. He remembered me, he said, I saw you on this TV show, I want you to meet somebody. He took me back to meet his manager, and he goes, hey, dog, uh, 
All I know is this dude right here is funny. I don't tell you how to do your business. You know how Steve talks. Yeah. I tell you how to do your business, but you, you shouldn't mess with this dude. And that guy, right then, his manager, he looked at me, he goes, Steve's never done that before. Mm-hmm. He's never brought anybody backstage and, and introduced me because he's was the back smoking cigar with a big old cowboy hat on. <laughs> and he goes, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to mess with you, man. I gave, I gave my number. Long story short, this guy started sending me out to perform, getting me in the places I couldn't even get in the door, got me in there. And then he said, I'm, I'm going on the road with Steve Harvey. When I come back, I'm going to take you in. We're going to get you a major uh, 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 label, I mean, as far as agent. He's, I got seven scripts on my desk right now for sitcoms. Steve can't do them all. He's already got three shows. Mm-hmm. He goes, I got three movies. Steve can't do them. They're asking me, who else do I got? Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm going to sign you. I'm going to have you and Steve Harvey. This is what this guy was telling me. I went home, dry, I was crying. He goes, we go on the road. We're back in about a month and a half. About three weeks later, I get a phone call from another comedian. We're just talking. He goes, hey, did you hear about Steve Harvey's manager? I said, no, what happened? He goes, oh, he just had a heart attack and died. Oh, man. Oh. Just like that. So people say what they want about Steve Harvey, never help anybody. I can't say that. Mm-hmm. This man took me from a party that... He was thrown in his honor at for a wrap of his TV season. Stopped it was on the dance floor. Stopped, <clears throat> grabbed me by the hand, took me back to meet his manager. It didn't work out for me at the end of the day, but he did that. He did that. So when people start, ah, you know, so there's a lot of genuine guys out there. Cedric Entertainer, real quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking a lot no, here. No, Cedric Entertainer, um, when he became the host of Comic View and his first breakout thing that he did, his first breakout, I was his warm up guy. I was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> now, when you say warm-up guy, what do you mean by that? Like an I opener? I warm-up the audience okay. in between yeah. takes. Yeah. Okay. I go out, and like when they, before the comments would come out, gotcha. and before Cedric's entertainment would come out, I would go and warm up the crowd. Well, I would go out there and just do my jokes. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't really want to hear They want you to kind of have fun with the crowd, say, who can dance? What's the mm-hmm. you know, get people, You're warming them up. You're getting them sense. off their seat. Live you're playing stuff, music yeah. with the DJs. I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going out there telling jokes. They were just like, this dude's boring. And so nobody was laughing. So they told Cedric, hey, yeah, we're going to have to fire that dude. Mm. And Cedric uh, brought me back. He goes, hey, man, what's going on out there? And I say, hey, man, I just never did. He said, this is what you need to do. Hey, have some fun with them. Get them off their feet. Get them clapping. Play Fresh Pritchard Bel-Air's theme song. Make them all sing it. He just started giving me ideas. So I went out there and I did that. I had a good time. And I got a chance to keep my job. So why can I say anything bad about Cedric? Exactly. You know, so exactly. it's hard for me, man. And, and Cat Williams has given me tens of thousands of dollars to open up for him on several occasions. How can I say anything bad about him? Yeah. So they all have really great points. D.L. Hughley, I've written for him. He's paid me money. Mm-hmm. He's taking me and let me open up for him. Dave Chappelle. I, I, I got to brag about I, I, Dre I real quick. I got to I, I just... I <laughs> brag about Dre because when he says D.L. Hughley, that was recently. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You were like in Miami or something. He called you on stage. So it's like, hey, Dre, like you're good. Like what's going on? We'll catch up later. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he brought you on stage. Like, Dre, you yeah, want to do a yeah. 10, 15, 20 minute set? We just go to his show. He's on the marquee. We walk in there and they say he's in the back. We'll go back. He gives me a hug. And he's like, hey, man, I got to see you. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I'm like, you're looking at me. He goes, no, I want to see you. I want to see you do what you do. I always loved your comedy. He goes, just go out and give me 15. And I went out, did the show. Pat, I wasn't even really dressed. We had just <laughs> got off the plane. I was yeah. like, we saw deals in town. Let's go to the show. I went up, did my thing, and then he was standing right there on the side watching me. And he came and said, man, you still got it, bro. He goes, hey, we got to do something. So mm. uh, 
Again, how can I be mad at that? So I I think it's all that we talk about the vibe. All these guys got good vibes. Are they perfect? Do they, do they clash? And what it is, you get to that certain level, all those guys, they butt heads from time to time. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's it's nature of the beast. You know, you get to a certain level and it's position. Oh, you get a lot of strong personalities in a space. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then comedy is like rap. I'm the best. Right. I'm the funniest. Because you put a title on it, headliner. So when those guys do shows, like, who's closing out? Kings of Comedy is like, okay, that yeah. was a big deal. Who's going to close out that show? You know? And they, they battle over that. Because when you go last, that means you're telling everybody, I'm the best. You're and the best, I'm supposed yeah. to get the most money. Mm-hmm. Dang. That's, that's brutal, that's man. Crazy. We got death row records and comedy right here. <laughs> yeah. West Coast I, versus well, East Coast. I've been back sta- backstage. I've, I've seen some mm-hmm. some. Loud talking, and it's normally the managers, but the managers sitting there by the yeah. by the clients. Hey, right. man, you better go handle this. I'm closing yeah. the show, so it can get it can get bad. You know, vibes uh, are they're not for everybody. As far as like the people that you want to surround yourself with, as far as like careers, when you guys wanted to pursue each one of us mm-hmm. wanted to pursue your career, it got to a point to where you kind of needed needed to surrender that old person that you were if i need to advance i need to go have a conversation with that person even if they're direct Mm -hmm. even if that may sting when i really critically analyze what they said they're absolutely right Mm -hmm. they're catching things Mm -hmm. that are my weaknesses that i could work on not everybody wants to do that and i respect that i really do like nowadays i respect people just you know what that just sounds like a lot of work h i don't want to do that Mm -hmm. but at the same time i just don't want to hear complaints because you had the same opportunities that as a lot of people did mm-hmm. like you just you were yeah. sitting over there i'm gonna go talk to that person and once you develop develop that relationship you understand the high achievers man are really focused and they they're gonna tell you how it is and hopefully you adopt a lot of those skills we adopt a mm-hmm. lot of those skills man so well, it's helpful when someone has a direction and they know where they're going. Exactly. even if they don't know what the finish line is but there's a direction then it's much easier to you know, pour right. in and support and soak up and then things start to stand out and you start absorbing and picking up from those around. That's where you really start recognizing the those gold nuggets everywhere. Yeah, we were at um, high school and uh, Rise Tool were out there. So I think the last high school that we did. Um, and this one student waited around to the end and she walked up to me and she had some questions. And she was uncertain about her future, but she was like, she had some good questions. And I said, the fact that you waited till everybody was gone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Says a lot. To come over here to talk to me. Says a lot about you. That tells me that you're, you're locked in. Mm-hmm. And this is something that everyone else is out of here. But you were like, I got to get these questions answered. And I answered the questions the best to my ability. And I, you know, having a lot of years in this business, I think I put her on the right path. And I said, if you just go on that path, you know, and it made it about her doing the work. I said, you will reach some of those goals that you, you haven't, because she already had the vision. She kind of, yeah. she knew what she wanted to do. And I just kind of told her what she needs to do to get there. But I said, you want the right path because you're here asking questions. And there, hey, there's several other students who think like you, but they're not here. Those vibes, I guess, vibes attract your tribe. I don't know if you guys have heard that, right? No, and so it's another when, t-shirt. Yeah, there you, I'm going to get myself <laughs> <laughs> The vibes attract your, good vibes attract your tribe, but you can all just vibes, period. Man, sometimes they don't have to be good. Like, and that's the, what life is. You know, I'll be lying to myself if I said I want to just surround myself with other but good people. Again, it goes back to what I said at the beginning of this. Those great people, they're good people. They don't know how to advance, maybe. 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't know how to move forward, but they're happy, and that's cool. And I could right. definitely take that and adopt that. But I like what I've noticed over the years is I like having those deep conversations. I'm very androgynous. I don't know if you guys have heard that, but when mm. I, you know, kind of female, male, like I'm very on my emotions as of late. And so for me, I think that helps me develop more as a man, as a husband, as a, you know, a founder, as a professor. There's just more lanes that I have when I'm having more deep conversation than small talk. And I think that's how we all started with small talk, but eventually grew into like some deeper stuff. Like I know mm-hmm. about your family, you know, professionally, my family, all that stuff, mm-hmm. Dre's family, I call him King Eli. Like I feel part of the family, right, right. but it's the surface level conversations that I've noticed over the years that I'm like, ah, that's cool, but you're an acquaintance. But we have brothers and sisters where we could talk and really talk mm-hmm. and really communicate, I think that's where the vibes for me, those, that's my interpretation of good vibes, mm-hmm. of yeah. having those deep conversations, you know? So, you know, that's the beauty of having friends like Gustavo Enriquez or D-Rod or like a lot of people that just call me and Madi, you know, she'll laugh sometimes like, man, you sound mean sometimes when you're giving <laughs> advice and I'm like, but they call me and she's <laughs> like, but they call you right back, dude. And I'm <laughs> like, because it was those Nick Sabins in my life, you know, yeah, that'd yeah. be like, hey, John, you got to stop drinking. You got to stop partying because Dre heard about my wild days from other people. <laughs> like, that boy was wild. And I didn't even say no. I was like, yeah, your boy was, man. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I needed to put that aside. But unfortunately, a lot of my friends are still stuck. You know, man. a lot of my acquaintances are still stuck in that time, those vibes. And I'm like, yo, I'm glad I've been there, done that. I'm glad I survived that area mm-hmm. of my life. But not as wild, man. I'm going to sleep at 9 p.m. nowadays, yeah. right? So, yeah, to close things out, man, the vibes for you, Frankie. Mm-hmm. More in 2024 is also another mantra that we're going with for this year, for everybody that we surround ourselves with. What are the vibes that you want to kind of have and the vibes that you want to seek moving forward in this year? Dre, like you kind of talked about a lot of those famous comedians, and I wish I kind of knew all those people, man, mm-hmm. um, so I can like speak on them. But there's one, there's one comic. He's not as mm-hmm. big as those guys, um, but you know him. You know Concrete. And when when I see Concrete, I for me that represents like somebody with really good vibes because he really does like he has like some energy about him when he's in the room. Um, he's motivating, inspiring, and stuff like that. So, and I even told him that when he came down when he did our last show, I was like, man, just we've never had a show like this. The guy sold out like four weeks before the the show, and I really do feel because everyone that he communicates with and has a relationship with, they they feel like. Hey, that's my best friend. Like he just has that quality does, in he him. Does, he has that quality in him where everyone can call him a friend. So I seek that if I want to improve to like the type of vibes I would I would like to have vibes like like him, like concrete. No, I agree. If you haven't checked out Concrete, check him out. Uh, what's his at? Is it just at Concrete so it's Live? Concrete, Concrete Live. And mm-hmm. since then, like yeah. for sure, like he didn't blow up because he came to Fresno. But we got him like in like in the beginning stage of a of his comedy career and since then he's like on billboards like across the nation mm-hmm. like he's in like las vegas and he just he just did the the miami improv i think good for him yeah man he's just kind of yeah. like blowing up and um i think it's those vibes you know because he he started off doing music and then he kind of got into comedy and that just blew up and i just think it's he just knew how to connect with the people yeah man he's he's killing it you know yeah, <laughs> so like that music yeah. started Jamie yeah. Foxx started in music yeah. and then got into comedy and then went back to the music yeah he was using the comedy like to track. basically finance his music mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. that's really what he really wanted to do so yeah that's that's a good thing to do man yeah, yeah. is he still doing music or um who Jamie Foxx yeah. 
Oh yeah, he's yeah. still always going to. I mean, studio in his house, so I mean, mm-hmm. you can't get away from him. And that's really yeah. that. He, I mean, he went to college for music. You know, like I mean, he had a scholarship. So that was like his yeah. passion. You think? You think that was his number one? Oh yes, without a doubt, that was his number one. Wow. You know, because when his first album came out, mm-hmm. you know, I remember because we had the same manager. I remember getting this CD and he, him giving it to me. He goes, "No, nah. he goes, ain't no comedy on it." This is all music. It was his very first CD. I still have that CD to my day, to this day. Mm-hmm. And I remember driving home, listening to it. I was like, yeah, I said, this is pretty good. I remember telling him, I said, man, this is pretty But it took him another 10 years before his music actually right. took off. His comedy just took off, started doing movies. So, But he was still always pushing the music. Mm. That's why he was hanging out with, with all rappers and music singers. He didn't hang out with comics. Because he wanted to be in the music game, but they wouldn't let him wow. in for a long time. That's interesting. So it works out. You know what's interesting for both of you guys? Have you ever seen like Jimmy Fox when he does talk about music? It's a different light that he has, a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so even like Daddy Yankee, it's interesting. These guys are superstars. Like Daddy Yankee, yeah. his passion was always baseball. Oh wow. So when he talks about baseball, and he was actually signed by the Seattle Mariners, mm-hmm. like homeboy. But when he talks, about, he actually owns a baseball team now in uh, San Juan, oh, Puerto nice. Rico. Nice. But when they bring up baseball, his face just lights up. <laughs> when it's music, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, bro, you just sold out like 20,000 people right. right now. And then another four days of 20,000 people. He's like, Passion, man. Whatever. <laughs> you know, sounds the like, vibe's different. Yeah. Sounds like Michael Jordan quitting basketball exactly. to go play, go play baseball. It, exactly. That was his, like his childhood dream was to For play sure. baseball. To and even though he was a good basketball player, I think if he can pick out of the both, maybe he sure. would rather play professional baseball play for my white Sox, man <laughs> dre not so good but you play for them right yes, dre what about you more in 2024 seeking good vibes you always spread the good vibes but what are you seeking in 2024 for vibes man for me uh, it's a vibe of motivation you know that's what, that's what we do and but again i want to find out how to even take that higher because i just feel like that's a that's a calling for me because we talked about my friend dixie earlier and he was mm-hmm. struggling for a while there you know he, he was he was dealing with some homelessness mm-hmm. and um he would call me man he was like yeah i'm doing bad right now i'm, I'm living in my car and i like and I, I would give him words of encouragement and motivation and then I, like i got to a point where i was like well let me help you you know I, you know let me get you a hotel and then, then i would tell him about hey man it was a, it was a moment when i was homeless I like this this happens to even to the best of us. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Man, he come over to my house, he's like, You never was home. Look at this house. Like, no, bro. <laughs> exactly. There was a time and I was it was briefly, but I was in my car. I said, You have to understand the next level for you, you first you gotta want it. And I said, What is it you wanna do? He's like, Well, I wanna I wanna go to truck driving school, man. I said, Okay, cool. let's let's how do we make that happen? He goes, Well, I need three hundred bucks for this thing. I'm done. Here you go. I said, Now you go take this class and you you do it. Long story short. I just talked to my man yesterday. He's he's got a full time job, man. Right. He's driving trucks. Right he was uh, all over uh, Maine, New York. He's based out out I think Idaho, and um, he's like, man, I'm on the road. He sends me videos all the time. He's got his own truck now. He's out there. They mm. gave him a truck. He's wow. he's pulling loads all. It's making really good money. Awesome. And I'm just hey man, remember this time last year, bro? You were in your car. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it gets, emo- it gets emotional, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you think about that time. But th- And he said, thank you, man, for, for motivating me and being there because I needed another voice. And mm-hmm. I think that's what people in this world, they need. They need to hear a voice from somebody who can say, hey, it's all right. It's bad, but it's, it's going to be all right. Tomorrow's a new day, and we're going to. We're going to move a little faster tomorrow. We're going to take two steps instead of one. And we're going to keep on going until we're fu- running full speed. Right now, he's running full speed. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to do, man. My 24 is really going to be about motivation. And I feel like if I can uplift others, it's just going to uplift me more. Mm-hmm. 
is it going to put me in a higher plane? I keep, I keep every year trying to do me, you know, and I go into every year going, Hey man, I'm going to be the best at this. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, and, but it's giving me some success, but it's not put me where I want to be. So now I'm like, I want to help you. Mm-hmm. And by helping you, mm-hmm. it's going to help. It can't help but help me. Yeah. yeah. I'm a firm nice. believer. You keep giving, you're gonna keep getting, yeah, right? Do for sure. Yeah, the more do, you it, do it, yeah. yeah, it always comes back, man. That's yeah, cool. yeah. but that's don't right. do it for that. Just do it because that's exactly. what you want to do. Well, and no, it's no, just, no, no, it, exactly. You but you just keep sowing. Yeah. You just yeah. keep sowing. And that's what that's what you do. That's what I like about you, Sal. You just keep on. You you helping so many people start their life. You know how mm-hmm. important that is. Helping someone at a wedding start their life. And a lot of people tell you when their wedding goes bad because of, <laughs> they be like, that's a sign. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? And, and you hear it all the time, but, you know, you're in charge of basically starting something, that's a right. future. And mm-hmm. you don't you don't take that light. That's what I respect about you. You don't take that light. You don't mess around with that, dude. Oh, you're man, detail-oriented. You know. And that's just, that's big, man. So, um, yeah, very, very proud of you, man. Well, I, think, I appreciate you saying that. More than 24, yeah? So, that bliss vibe, right? Yes, sir. What do you seek in 2024? Actually, you already, you, you said it. I'm looking for more. I turned down a lot of lunch invites and, and, you know, little hangout moments where the, the genuine deeper conversations happen. Mm-hmm. So I, late last year, it was, this has been kind of my, my goal. So, uh, you know, when those invites come or even me myself pausing to actually, cause it, with the business I'm in, it's go, 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 go. It never ends. It's 24-7. I had a, a bride shooting me messages. She's a nurse, so her she gets off work in the middle mm. of the I wake up at 7 in the morning, 6 in the morning, and I've got messages from 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but that's when they're up working. Right. So, And by the, when I wake up, they're asleep. Yeah. But it, it's crazy. So just telling you, it it's never stops. It's always going. But take in the moment to stop. And just have those genuine human connections that where it's not superficial. It's not, hey, how you doing? Good, good, good. All right, I got to go. You know, it's more take those lunch invites or call and mm-hmm. make those invites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful to see Sal because if you haven't seen Sal behind the scenes, sometimes me and Dre would joke, but, hey, man, put your phone down, bro. Like, chill out a little bit. Yeah. We were in NOLA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my dude was soaking it in, man. The music, I was like, man, it was cool to see you in an environment because, duh, I didn't even think about it. It's like the home of music, right? In NOLA, right? right? Oh, and the yeah. love and just, yeah. uh, I don't know, the camaraderie that Even they moments have in the like community. that, I don't Beautiful, know. If, I, I think I shared it with you. There was a moment where we were all walking, I just broke off because mm-hmm. there was somebody playing jazz, playing a, a saxophone at the yeah. end of an alleyway yeah. by himself. And I just, I just went over there and sat down and enjoyed that moment. Yeah. yeah. So, for sure. More in 2024. Your vibe can't attract your tribe, right? Your yes. vibe can't attract your tribe. Hey, let's give her a ring real quick for another yeah. episode of the Rise to It podcast, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Rise to It podcast, y'all. Two fingers spread. Try your best to stay positive. And as always, if you can rise to it, you can, can rise, rise through, through it. it. We'll catch you later. <laughs>